Hello, everybody. Welcome to Targeting Winners, episode three. Tim here with Darren. How are you, Darren? Good, man. How about yourself? Going pretty good. Uh, today, we are going to talk about the group of five. But first, we have a new feature here on the podcast. If you want to send us a question, if there's a certain bet you want us to look at, Heisman voting or another game or a team you want us to pay more attention to, Maybe the big Wilkes University game against RPI coming up. You want us to look at it and break it down for you. Maybe we can do that for you. Very unlikely for that game, but uh, it's CFBDudes at yahoo.com. Send in your questions. We'll get to them whenever we get to them, but we should be able to get to them pretty quickly. And uh, right now, we're going to move into the group of five. Darren, we're going to start off with the AAC. And uh, how does that look to you? Uh, it looks like a two team race here. Um, first of all, let's go over this conference went a little bit of a shakeup here. Uh, as you may have remembered from our last show, uh, we had mentioned that Cincinnati, Houston and UCF were all joining the big 12 and they all came from the American athletic conference. Uh, they are being replaced by a half a dozen teams previously from conference USA, Charlotte, Florida, Atlantic, North Texas, Rice, Alabama, Birmingham, and Texas, San Antonio joining the conference for this year. Uh, looking at some of your top betting choices, according to DraftKings, you've got Tulane, the favorite, at plus 210. Uh, SMU, your second betting choice, at plus 360. Texas San Antonio, at plus 425. And Memphis, uh, at plus 600. Uh, for me, like I said, this conference came down to Tulane and Texas San Antonio. They've got the two best quarterbacks by far, both bringing back eight defensive starters apiece. Uh, this is probably going to come down to the last regular season game for these two teams. They play each other uh, at Tulane. Um, SMU and Memphis, curious to why their odds are so low. Uh, these teams defensively are not very solid. Uh, SMU probably has one of the weaker schedules in the country. They don't get to play Tulane. They don't get to play Texas San Antonio. Uh, they do have to go to Memphis uh, second to last week of the regular season. Uh, as far as Memphis goes, they get Tulane at home. Uh, they don't have to play Texas San Antonio either. So these two teams uh, definitely have a shot to take advantage of a weak schedule here. Um, I actually do have a bet here. I do have a play on Texas San Antonio. Uh, I'm not really phased that they have to go to Tulane for this last game here. Uh, if you look at what Tulane is bringing back on offense, uh, six starters altogether, but they are losing leading rusher Tajay Spears. He had over 1,600 yards rushing, 21 total touchdowns. And their top two receivers, uh, Shea Wyatt and Deuce Watts, also both gone. That's another 15 touchdowns uh, combined between those two. So they have to replace 36 touchdowns from the three skill players uh, against some of the weaker teams in this conference. That may not be a big deal. Uh, but against a defense like Texas San Antonio, I expect that to be a problem here. So... Uh, I don't know who Texas San Antonio is playing in the conference final, but uh, I'm planning on them winning it, and I do have a, a bet on them as well. This was one of the conferences I didn't touch at all. I mean, I can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at. I know. I get. I get the the bet here, but um, you know, Frank Harris obviously is a good quarterback, and the Pratt kid uh, from Tulane. Um, you know, I don't see a challenge from any others. I, as far as tying up the money for four months, um, this is probably one of the conferences I'll stay away from. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I know anybody that's on the uh, uh, Carolina roster, the Charlotte, um, Charleston roster, whatever they are, Charlotte roster. Um, 
you know, UAB, they lost their, their running back from last year. They took a lot of losses. This colleges that they brought in, not good, to say the least. Uh, it's, it's, it's a two-team race. I'm not, it's not willing to bet on either of these two teams because it could probably go either way. And I'd have to get like plus 900 or plus 1,000 or something to, to bet on, especially the smaller conferences like this. Uh, for me, I think these conferences, you can make the most money during the year. Um, instead of doing the future bets on the weekly bets, I just think the lines are off more than they are for, you know, the SEC, the Big Ten conferences like that. Um, I think it's a solid bet um, for your future. I'm surely not going to argue against it. <laughs> you why can bother? if you like. You're not going to hurt my yeah, feelings. I mean, that's I, already been made. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Nothing we can do about it now. But, um, you know. UT, UTSA, they do have, you know, Frank Harris police squad, but they do. Um, yep. That's all I, I got. Frank Harris. Yeah. I just think, you know, we had touched on uh, the last show about the, the teams that were stepping up uh, in conference play. And, and in the last case, uh, teams going from this conference to a power five conference. Uh, UTSA is one of those conference USA teams moving up to the AAC. But then again, like we had talked before uh, we started here, the teams that left, uh, are much better teams than the teams that came in to replace them. So any uh, step up in competition, I think, is negated here by, by some of the teams that came in. So uh, not afraid here. I think UTSA does have the best team, and, and I got a little bit better than 4-1 to one on them. So, yeah, man, no complaints here. Go Roadrunners. <laughs> Go Roadrunners. <laughs> So that was that's a, one of the easier conferences to break down. Not as easy as the next conference. Uh, this one will take about thirty seconds, I'm guessing. Conference USA, yeah, maybe forty-five. Maybe forty-five. Okay, <laughs> well, hold on. One, two. We'll give it a few seconds. Western Kentucky is going to win this conference. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the extra fifteen seconds are going to come from me lamenting a bet I made against Western Kentucky last year in the bowl game. I thought South Alabama would be able to contain this offense. Uh, South Alabama got worked. Like, I, it was ugly. They gave up 41 points to this team. Um, Austin Reed and his 40 TD passes uh, are returning. Um, you know, defensively, they only got four starters coming back, but, you know, they were only giving up 23 points a game. So if they can get anything out of their defense, this is uh, this does not look like much of a conference here. And the other thing is you've got only nine teams in this conference. Two of them aren't even eligible for the conference title. So it's really like they only got to beat six other teams here. Uh, your second betting choice, Liberty, your third betting choice, Middle Tennessee, all kinds of questions. I mean, Liberty's only got eight starters coming back total. Middle Tennessee's only got five coming back on the offensive side of the ball, and they're starting a brand-new sophomore quarterback. Uh, you know, even if you want to go down the line, Louisiana Tech, only four starters back on their defense as well, and they're not nearly uh, the offensive powerhouse that the Hilltoppers are. And I've heard a little bit, you know, everybody kind of seems to like UTEP for whatever reason, but they, they didn't even beat anybody with a winning record last year. So, I, you know, I just don't see the love uh, for UTEP either. So this, and again, just a heads up for anybody who may be wondering what other two teams are you talking about and why aren't they eligible. Uh, this year there are two new teams coming to the FBS, uh, Jacksonville State and Sam Houston State. And part of the uh, – let's just say NCAA welcome package uh, to the big boy conferences. Uh, you're not eligible for any conference titles or bowl games for the first two years. So uh, Jacksonville state, and Sam Houston state, if you're wondering why there's no odds for them, it's because they're not eligible to win. So this is pretty much Western Kentucky and everybody else. 
and at plus 130, there's no reason to bet on this here. They should, they, they might even win 10 games this year and get into a nice bowl game, but no bet here for me either. Uh, that was like two minutes, dude. Sorry. Like, I, I was really, my therapist said I need to talk about <laughs> my losses in bowl games. So, uh, you know, I had to, I had to kind of get that. It's a good coping mechanism, I can see, but sometimes it was. It was, you know, eight months ago. Relax. It's okay. If you were here, I'd give you a hug, but, you know, because there's nothing else to it. No. I'm good, man. It's all out. No free hugs. That's it. Let's move on before I have another breakdown. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Let's go go Mountain West. Let's go out to the West a little bit here. Um, Everyone's favorite blue turf team. We got Boise State out there. We got Hawaii in there. Nevada. The great Nevada team from last year. Wow, weren't they awesome? They were stellar. <laughs> and they my got everybody coming back. <laughs> my favorite bet against team of all time, last year's Nevada. So what? What's is there a this year's Nevada in the uh, group of five? Uh, in the group of five? Yeah, there, there's, there's a couple of uh, – uh, there's a bad team or two in there that uh, I will be looking to bet against, but we'll save that for – uh, for another show, and I want to give away all our all our fades <laughs> early right. in the year. But uh, as far as this conference goes, again, your your blue turf Broncos there they're the betting favorite at plus one seventy five. And again, I was looking at this conference; some of these odds don't make any sense. Second choice Fresno State plus three eighty. Who's quarterbacking for them? Jake Hayner's gone. That's going to be a huge loss. Uh, right. San Diego State at plus seven hundred. A lot of talk about their quarterback maybe taking uh, a step up this year. Yeah, 59% completion percentage and a 12 to 10 TD interception ratio. Not, not, not impressive. No. And then Wyoming at plus 1200, you know, I'm partially any team called the Cowboys. We all know this, but you know, th- again, all, you know, very few stars are turning on the offensive side of the ball. Their quarterbacks even was worse than the guy from San Diego state. Uh, he had a 10 to nine touchdown interception ratio with only 53% completion. So now, Boise State's defense, maybe a little bit of a question mark with only five coming back. Uh, they had a couple of rough games at the end of last year. They did give up 32 points to North Texas in the bowl game. Um, but nine starters on the offensive side of the ball, I can see why uh, they're the favorite here. Uh, but I did find one team that could uh, that could challenge that defense, see if maybe there is a Boise State defensive issue, and that's Air Force. Now, they only have five starters returning. They lost to Zeke Daniels at QB and their top rusher as well. But we all know this is a triple option team. Uh, Troy Calhoun gets guys in there that can run this triple option. Uh, defensively, they only gave up 13 points a game. They're one of the top defenses in the country, not just not just the Mountain West. Uh, this team also led the league, or led the league, led all of college in rush yards per game for the last three years. Um, and one of the rule changes, which I think will actually benefit them as well, uh, in years past, after every first down in college football, they would stop the clock until yep. the ball got stop reset and they would start again. They're not doing that this year until you get to two minutes left in each half. So this team that runs all the time and runs it very well, these six, seven-minute drives are now going to be eight, nine, ten-minute drives. Uh, that's going to wear down the opposing defense. You know, That's going to keep Air Force's already strong defense fresh. Uh, I think this rule definitely benefits a team like Air Force. And again, I can get four to one on them. And yep, I took them at four to one. So I, I'm going for a little bit of an upset here. They do have to go to Boise last week of the regular season. Uh, but hey, man, defense wins championships. So you know what? Right. I'm, I have a play on Air Force as well here at four to one. 
Yeah, and the running, that's a good point with the running because it also keeps the games closer. So they may be poised to get some upsets if they're, I don't know, I haven't checked their schedule, but if they're playing someone that's, you know, they might be favored by, you know, 14, 17 points, they can shorten the game a lot. And that might be something to look into when you look at the point spreads for their games. Yeah. And also, if you're thinking about betting totals once the season starts, you know, one, I'm curious to right, see how some hundreds. of those totals comes out with those rule changes. Will, mm-hmm. will they adjust it? Maybe knock those totals down a point or two. But uh, I just remember being so bummed. Uh, Florida State was had a home and home at Boise State, and then COVID hit, and we were all set. I never fly unless I absolutely have to, and I was ready to book tickets. We were going to go. <laughs> up to Boise and just see, you know, the Smurf turf and uh, have a good old time up in Boise. I've heard a lot of great things about that city and uh, I hope they reschedule that somehow. I know we got LSU this year and I forget there's a couple other teams we scheduled in the future, but I, I don't know if I've seen Boise state getting that reschedule back. I would love to play them again uh, and get a chance to go up there and, and see that, see that field live. It just looks like such a great atmosphere. Yeah, I think every time. Yeah, no, I think every time we first saw Boise State game on television, we all thought we needed new TVs because we were just like, "Why is this showing as blue as blue (laughs) turf?" I'd be like, "Quick, adjust the color." No, 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 that's like what what they've actually got there. So yeah, I I do remember the first time I saw that, and I was like, "I think it's a new television, (laughs) right?" And there's another is it it Fresno or um, maybe Houston? They got the red turf. Ah, maybe there is. I want to say maybe it's Fresno State. One of the one of the smaller colleges. I remember, like you know, they're trying totally stealing their thunder on on the uh, yeah. the turf fashion, if you will. Yes, because uh, <laughs> that's what it's all about. You gotta, as long as your grass looks good, your team can be as yeah. it wants to. Didn't be. Billy Crystal once say on Saturday Night Live, "It's better to look good than to feel good." I mean, <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> and they they look marvelous. They do look marvelous, but Air Force <laughs> looks more marvelous, and I bet on them to win the conference. Onward, and let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's keep it moving. Let's not get sidetracked on fashion. And yeah, this, this show's costing me a lot of money. I'm already two bets in. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna keep trucking along. We got the Sun Belt, and we're we're going through this group of five pretty quick. I gotta tell you. Yeah. We got the Sun I mean, Belt. We got the Mac left. Uh, the Sun Belt. What I like, Frank Gore Jr. Southern Miss. I'm surprised Frank Gore Sr. is still playing, to tell you the truth. I would love to see them play together on the same. I mean, he should – well, he'll be in the Hall of Fame anyway. But even if, you know, he didn't have the the totals. I mean, everyone talks about Adrian Peterson, but Frank Gore is incredible. That's another side note. I mean, I think he's every bit as impressive as, as Adrian Peterson, even though he's a hurricane. But anyway, for as far as the Sun Belt, um, I think it comes down to um, – yeah, I like you know Southern Miss. I like Troy. Troy's got a nice uh, def- defense coming back. Um, maybe James Madison, the best name, Yam Banks over at South Alabama, the defensive back. Um, you know, the Marshall, they've got uh, Rasheen Ali at running back. I remember seeing him a little bit. Uh, Georgia State's got a good quarterback coming back. Might be uh, interesting to look into. I, it usually comes down for me who's got the more experienced quarterbacks. You know, they could maybe rise up um, as usual. As I said earlier, I'm passing on all these future bets. So um, I don't know what uh, your initial thoughts are on the Sun Belt. My initial thoughts are I'm not a big fan of the Sun Belt. Um, there's a lot of teams here. And the, the one thing I hate most about the Sun Belt is we had talked about some uh, ineligible teams. Uh, we were going through Conference USA. James Madison, sadly, is also ineligible. Again, this is their second year. 
uh, in FBS. And that stinks because they would have been my play. Uh, I think they've got a better well-rounded team uh, than about a half a dozen of these other options here. Uh, you know, in the East, everybody loves Coastal Carolina ever since they had that crazy season with their bowl win over Liberty a few years ago. Uh, they're at plus 450, App State plus 650, Marshall plus 800. Those are your East uh, division favorites. You know, App State and Marshall lose a ton on defense. Marshall actually had a pretty legit defense last year. Uh, Coastal does get Grayson McCall back. He was in the yep. portal. New head coach convinced him to stay. Uh, but their defense is still questionable, and I think that's being polite. Um, yeah, I mean, if I could have bet James Madison, I probably would have here, but there's nobody in the East I really trust here. Uh, switching over to the West, I think this, this is the two best teams are in the West, and I couldn't figure out whether it was going to be South Alabama or Troy coming out of here. Uh, you had touched on Troy's solid defense earlier. Um, I think South Alabama maybe has a slight edge in quarterback, but I could not uh, pick one one or the other here. Uh, and even if I did, you know, South Alabama plus two ninety and Troy at plus three ten, not right. high enough for me to uh, to make a bet. So let the fun belt play out. Uh, I have no bet here. Yeah, the safest play is probably no play. Uh, going back to our first episode, don't force a bet if there isn't one there. So, uh, but I do I do like uh, T.J. Jackson. Uh, he's a defensive end linebacker, Jason Taylor, Kevin Green type. So he's he can really get after uh, the QB. So he'll be the difference maker uh, for their defense. Again, I'm fading it. I mean, we're we're trucking right along. Let's just move along to the MAC and see what we have over here. What are you feeling on that one? First of all, can we just give a shout out to the MAC, please? Because if you're a college football fan. How do you not love the Mac? I mean, for 23 years now, I think it is, we have been blessed with Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday football, thanks to the Mac. So midweek Mexican. I love the Mac, and I'm and I'm and and I don't care. Uh, so yeah, I'll be looking forward to weeks 10 through 13 in November uh, when I can sit down on a Tuesday night with some leftover Chinese food and watch a couple of obscure Mac teams go at it. And with any luck, I'll have a bet on it. But all right, that's it for the ceremony praising the Mac. Let's get back to work here. Um, the one thing I don't like about the Mac is I don't have a play here either. Um, these are, there's two teams here that stand head and shoulders above the rest and no shocker to anybody. It's due to quarterback play. Uh, unfortunately one comes from the East division and one comes from the West division. So none of these prices, uh, warrant a bet for me here, but Toledo definitely head and shoulders above everybody else in the West. Uh, Daquan Finn, one of my favorite QBs, uh, comes back. A uh, ton of starters, 18 returning starters for Toledo. Their schedule's pretty favorable. They do have to play Northern Illinois, Buffalo, and Eastern Michigan, but they get them all at home. Uh, the only road game that might be a little hairy is at Miami of Ohio. Uh, they don't have to play Ohio from the other divisions, so uh, with any luck, we'll see that again in the MAC title game. But as long as Finn stays healthy, this should be Toledo coming out of, out of the West. Uh, and then in the East, Ohio at plus 240. Curtis Rourke might might be a better quarterback than Daquan Finn. Uh, I did actually see the game where he tore his ACL last year. Uh, he did not play in last year's uh, conference title game. I think if he did, outcome might have been different. But if he's healthy and stays healthy, uh, this is going to be a repeat for the MAC title. I think Toledo and Ohio will go at it again. Uh, and I think Ohio could actually beat them uh, if they're fully healthy. But even if they did, plus 240, 
not worth it for me. Uh, so as much as I love the Mac on a week to week basis, uh, no play, uh, in the mid American conference for me. These are hard for future. These conferences are hard to get a good line, um, to put, to put the money in for, for a long future bet. I think, like I said earlier, the, the big money is on the weekly games. Um, you know, I think the Mac would be a good, you know, a good opportunity to make some money for those Tuesday, Wednesday games. You know, you're, you're looking around, you know, I think they don't pay as much attention to these games. I don't know if you had a thought about that. I'm, I'm thinking for most of the time, you know, it's not like the NFL where they have, you know, Adam Schefter every day giving you constant information, Mina Kimes, Ian Rappaport and all those people, you know, they got a locked on, you know, podcast for every team. They're giving you information every day. You know where you don't normally get that from the college teams. I mean, some of them, and not all of them. I don't think you certainly have a podcast every day for you know Toledo. I mean, maybe you do. I just, I haven't checked. I, I'd have a hard time coming up with content for a daily podcast on you know Toledo for yeah, college and, football. And it's funny that you mentioned Toledo because I remember last year's MAC title game. Uh, I was actually working on a Saturday morning. That game was set to go at noon and. Uh, Finn had actually missed the last two games with a bad ankle. I spent like an hour and a half just trying to find out if this guy was going to play. Uh, and I couldn't find anything. Uh, ESPN started their broadcast at noon, 12.02. Oh, he's going to give it a go. Okay, kickoff at 12.05. You know, thank goodness for mobile sportsbook apps where I, I was actually able to get a bet in. But, uh, yeah, what you said uh, is, is very true, uh, especially early in the year. I mean, it's a lot harder to get a read on – you know, some obscure team in the Sun Belt than it is to find information on the Cleveland Browns. I, I mean, right. the NFL's a 365-day-a-year a sport for the most part. I mean, they have their own network, for crying out loud. You can get news at the top of every hour in the NFL every day if you wanted. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a lot more difficult to, to get some info uh, on some of these lesser programs. I mean, your Alabamas, your Michigans, your Georgias, you can probably find info on them at any time. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know especially early on because NFL, you only got 32 teams here. The people that make those lines for week one, they're, they're usually pretty spot on with those lines because they have the same information that we all have. And for whatever reason, they seem to get it 30 minutes before everybody else does. Um, but with 133 FBS teams, it's a little harder to be sharp uh, on every one of those teams. So, right. Especially yeah. when you got a team or a game like, you know, Tennessee, Alabama, where there's probably going to be 10 million dollars bet they want to nail those lines down where you got central yeah. michigan and toledo not as many I mean, not as many bets or not as much money nearly on those little things so they want to make sure they nail down the big games that's where they get all their action on yeah so they want and the sure other thing is like similar to what you had mentioned there is like when these are the only games um and you know we, we people will see as, as we make our bets, you know, we're going to, we're going to have to hold our nose on some, uh, on some uh, smelly underdogs here as the year goes on. Um, but we always prefer to not be on the side of the public if we can help it, because as we all know, the public loses more than they win and exhibit a Las Vegas it's thriving. Okay. That's not because the public is winning more than they're losing. Um, and when you get these Tuesday games, you get a lot of public betters who probably took a beating on the NFL and they're like, oh man, how am I going to get this back? They're going to chase, which we never recommend, by the way. But they're like blindly betting the favorite. Okay, well, this team is better than this team because they're favored by four. You know what? I'll sit there and wait till it gets to four and a half. You know, you get past that key number of four. Yeah, give me the dog of four and a half. I don't care. Um, so, yeah, like you said, uh, a lot of the public leans towards the favorites. They lean towards the home teams. 
Uh, if you don't mind playing a dog or a road team, you can certainly get a, a much better number. But, uh, yeah, love the action. Can't wait for uh, November when those start. But uh, I will not be rooting uh, for a MAC team every week here because I do not have a, a bet here. So I had two out of five, which, which wasn't too bad, I thought. That's not bad, two out of five. I mean, well, let's, well you know, we're about 35 <laughs> days away from the first game. Yes, we we're are. getting down to the nitty gritty. Thank goodness. Uh, so, well, let's wrap up a little bit. Let's see. Uh, let's go over what you've got since I have nothing for these yeah. uh, five conferences. Let's so go over only... what you have, and then we'll um, maybe look ahead and see what's going on now. Yeah. So, the first band, I got a one unit play on Texas San Antonio uh, to win the AAC. Uh, I did get, uh, what are my odds? I did get plus 425 at DraftKings. So, certainly check to see if that is still available. It may have changed. Uh, my other bet, a one-unit play on Air Force, and I was able to get plus 450 uh, on them to win the Mountain West, and I got that through Bet Rivers. Uh, but definitely shop around. You might be able to get a little bit uh, better numbers than that, but those are my two bets here. Excellent. So let's uh, wrap this up. We want to also remind you we have our new email address, cfbdudes at yahoo.com. If you have any questions, um, any betting strategies you'd like us to go over, any um, bets or certain games you'd like us to look on or look at and uh, tell us, tell you what we think, uh, let us know. You can check us out on Spotify, on where else? iHeart. You can check us out on Apple. What's the other one? I keep Google. I always Google. forget Google. How can you forget Google? They run the world. I don't. <laughs> exactly. So that's where we are right now. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks right before uh, the kickoff. We'll talk about some betting strategies and tips to keep control of your bankroll. Until then, happy betting. Talk to you later, people.